The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, as you take care of your body, it's good to remember the real essence of loving-kindness practice, metta, and all of its flavors of compassion and appreciative joy and equanimity is really about realizing that we're not trapped with our attitudes and intentions of aversion. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of emotional and psychological patterns that are fear-based, that are about aversion or irritation or boredom or anger, resentment. But that it's possible for us to find in our heart another intention, not an aversive intention, but a, a generous intention, a wishing well for ourselves, a wishing well for others. So one of the things that really helps is to feel comfortable, like just turning that corner from our mind being kind of gravitating, maybe even being obsessed with intentions of irritation and aversion and fear to realizing my heart can wish well, my heart can care, my heart can be generous. What really helps, you know how this is, it's, it's so obvious when we pay attention that when we're feeling good, it's really easy to be kind and compassionate. And when we're hurting, it's harder. <laughs> so in a little way, just taking some time now to really take care of your body so you're sitting comfortably. And you have, to whatever degree is possible, some ease in the body, because it helps. And of course, the more we understand how to find this quality of love, the, the less dependent our practice will be on physical comfort. But, it, you know, if we can use the uh, physical comfort, it really helps to develop some momentum in the practice. Like we belong in the body, sinking in. And, you know, part of it is, of course, adjusting the posture so it feels better. But part of it is the heart or the mind making peace with the limitations of this body. You know, whatever age your body is, whatever particular wounds or weaknesses or injuries that it might have, illnesses that it might have, just scanning through, grounding into, and making peace with. Maybe it's okay enough to relax, embody this experience of the body. And that act, that's in a way the first act of kindness, is this grounding in the body, this acknowledging that the body is like this. That's a generous thing for us to do, isn't it? To be... In a sense, we're generously saying, yes, yes, the body's like this right now. 
I say I choose, right? We could, like I mentioned earlier, it's really a choice of intention. The stronger habit might be to say, no, I don't like how the body feels. I want to fix it, I want it to be different than it is. But it is possible, excuse me, if we experiment and, you know, don't get confused by maybe the stronger habit in the mind, isn't it possible to find the intention now to say yes to how the body is feeling? Yes, it is this way now. Can this be okay? Can I accept, can I allow, can I be forgiving with the way the body is? And this brings us, as we're settling into our guided loving-kindness practice, I'm just reviewing some of the real foundational teachings about metta or loving-kindness practice. And it all centers on this term in early Buddhism that gets translated as boundless, boundlessness or immeasurable. But when we switch intentions from, you know, the intention to be averse, to be irritated, to be controlling, to intention to be saying yes and allowing and opening, forgiving, feeling, You see, that's in that direction of expansion. And that really goes to the heart of understanding how to find and trust. And ultimately, we're just going to abide. We're going to be the loving kindness instead of, you know, practicing loving kindness. We're going to rest in that boundless, generous, trustworthy, inclusive quality that is available, but because we're spellbound by our habits of, our our aversive habits, controlling habits, judging habits, we tend to forget about this other option, which is the intention of love or metta and compassion and appreciation and equanimity. The Buddha taught, this is a slightly different translation of that chant we do a lot at Common Ground, the suffusion with the divine abidings. Sometimes we just call it the four quarters chant. I will abide pervading all quarters, what's in front, what's to the right, what's behind, to the left, above and below, with a heart imbued with loving kindness. And in the same way, all directions, above, below, completely everywhere, being without mental shackles, resentment, ill will, or contention, with a heart imbued with Metta, loving-kindness, 
that is supremely vast and great, boundless and well-developed, one dwells having pervaded the entire world. And it's such a cause for trusting our heart. So you can feel free to close your eyes if you haven't already, sitting comfortably as best you can. And we take advantage of our vast memories and just bring to mind a situation, a person, a being that naturally, organically evokes this generous quality of love. For me, it might be just remembering myself holding our cat close to my heart, feeling the warmth of his body up against my chest, both of us looking out a window in our house, just having a moment together where he's content to be held and I'm content to be holding And just for me, a a situation like that, the purity of that generous, simple kindness is very trustworthy. It's not polluted by my neediness. If you wanted to get down, I'd let him go down. It's just a shared moment of love. And I really trust that quality of giving, giving my good wishes. Because in those moments, the only or the predominant quality in the heart is may you be well, may you be happy, may you be at ease in your life, free from suffering. And that generous wish, in this case for my cat, our cat, It just comes naturally. It's not something contrived or forced. Oh, I should feel this way. So I just invite you to see what memory, what mental image might come to mind for you. And just let, you know, you might try a couple, but just let whatever one you decide on, let that be good enough. Don't look for the perfect memory or a mental image. Might be just a casual interaction with someone on the street or a neighbor that you don't even know well, but it just felt really, the kindness felt very authentic and uncontrived. And then learn to hold and even rest with that mental image, that memory, and tune into the felt sense, that generosity of the heart that gives, gives that simple wish, natural, organic wish. May you be at ease. May you be happy and at ease in your life. May you take care of yourself with ease. I do care about you and I wish you well. So you can try some phrases silently, of course, in your mind, just offering whatever being you're bringing to mind, your love in the most simple, 
natural way. And we use the phrases and the mental image until we have a more clear sense of the upwelling of kindness in the heart. It's that felt sense, that upwelling of that goodness that then can become the meditation object. And when it's not needed anymore, then you can even drop the mental image, you can drop the phrases and just stay attuned to the upwelling of love outward toward that being, but really outward in all directions. Eventually you even sense that expansive, boundless benevolence of the heart. It's really the essence of metta, or spiritual love, or whatever you want to call it. And then the final step is to learn to really trust and abide and rest in a way we're just being love instead of trying to practice love. Trusting that expansive, generous goodness in all directions. But when you need the specific mental image and the phrases, then go back. See who comes to mind. Feel the natural upwelling toward that person, that being. Use the phrases when they're helpful. But then drop them when the upwelling, the goodness itself is clear enough. Let's continue now for a while in silence.
you can think about the practice as four steps. When you need to, doing whatever works to arouse the quality of love with memory, with a reflection or some phrase that you repeat. And then when you feel the welling up of love in the heart, that movement of the heart, then let that be the practice to keep that welling up, that movement of love in mind as your meditation object. And then when that is stronger, then we're really practicing this boundlessness or this radiation that this quality of love that may be originated because we brought a particular person or being to mind really is inclusive, willing to go out in all directions, not holding back, nobody left out. And the last step is to learn to really rest and abide and trust this boundless goodness of the heart. So not so much doing the practice as much as just being love, resting in love.
course, the quality of boundlessness, this generosity of the heart, goodness of the heart is subtle. So it's a particular skill to keep it in mind, to trust its goodness, and to learn not to be distracted by more gross emotions that will, of course, come and go, including doubt, am I doing it right? More than anything, loving-kindness practice depends on learning how to keep this boundless quality of love, of goodness, how to keep it in mind, not to forget moment by moment. And when you need a phrase or a word to support that, keeping it in mind, then of course use a mental image, a word or a phrase. Including the Buddha's own words, here's a slightly different translation, the one we usually chant in the mornings. I will abide, pervading all quarters with this heart imbued with kindness, above and below, all around and everywhere, every way, I will abide, including to myself, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, free from hostility and ill will, I will abide in kindness.
abiding in loving kindness can be a trustworthy pleasure. So for the last minute or so, just see if you can directly sense, feel into the pleasure, the inner pleasure of being connected with love, the attitude of kindness, the generosity of the heart. And it's really okay to learn how to be nourished in a spiritual, emotional sense by this good feeling of love. can begin to heal the wounds of hate and fear and all the ways we close our heart. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.